This is a presentation of Dawn Forge Productions. You're listening to Shattered Soulstone, episode 135. Wait, you haven't played what? Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash soulstone2017. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Patreon. Support the Shattered Soulstone. With your support, you can help the show grow. Become a patron today. Patreon.com slash soulstone. It's time for Shattered Soulstone. Featuring the latest news from Sanctuary and beyond. Each episode, a heroic party of Nephilim band together to help keep you informed on everything in the Diablo universe. And now, your Diablo Community Podcast. Coming to you from the dark recesses of the proverbial Dawnforge pouch, this is episode 135 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. It is April 20th, 2017, and I'm your host, Wes Bertilio. Joining me tonight is a longtime listener. I'm happy to introduce Smurf Tossing. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well this evening. How about yourself? Oh, fantastic. I'm delicious. Oh, that's <laughs> always good to hear. <laughs> so, Smurf, uh... Uh, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? So, I might annoy a few long-time listeners, listeners, but I have never played Diablo 2. Gasp. I know, I know. A cardinal <laughs> sing of Diablo. Or Diablo 1, for that matter. But Wait, you haven't I've played been... Diablo 1, either? No, I have not. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I come shame, to the... Shame. I come... <laughs> I come with no prior Diablo experience besides Diablo 3. I know. Oh man, I've got to delete some of these uh, questions I had for you. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, though, I have played quite a bit of Diablo 3. <laughs> okay, good, good. Glad to hear, and uh, glad to glad to have you as part of the Diablo community, even without the Diablo 1 and Diablo 2 experience. No shame. Because, I mean, yeah, I've, I've played Diablo 1 and have a huge history with that. As far as Diablo 2, though, uh, I've played a lot of it. I've still, to this day, never beaten it. Oh. I just, I have, I, I don't even have an excuse why. So, <laughs> everybody hate me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I need to get on it. I even have it installed on my computer. I just haven't booted it up to beat it. Oh, wow. We can both, uh, wallow in the shame together, I guess. Uh. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, uh, outside of Diablo, what do you like to do? I do a lot of, like, mountain biking and fishing, a lot of outdoor stuff. I'm from Wisconsin, so during the winter it gets rather cold and gloomy, so okay. you kind of save up all your energy and drool over things on the internet, and then when <laughs> summer rolls around and it's nice out, get outside and uh, have fun in the sun. <laughs> Hit it hard. Exactly. <laughs> Alright. Um, so you told me that you've been a long-time listener of the show. Yes. What uh, What made this show stand out to you? 
Well, I initially found this show um, when I first got into Diablo 3, and I searched Diablo 3 podcasts. And at the time, there's a Reddit thread, and pretty much asking the same question, and the only two responses were Shattered Soulstone and the Diablo.ii.net podcast. Um, so I started listening to those, and uh, the Diablo.ii.net podcast is kind of withered, and you guys have prevailed, and uh, I've been listening ever since. Awesome, okay. Now, you kind of gave us a background on your uh, Diablo series history <laughs> already. <laughs> um, now, uh, I've got to skip that question, that question, this other question. <laughs> um, so you're, you delve deep into Diablo 3. Is there a character class that you like the most, or um, and like what kind of um, game style do you like to play? So I can still remember the first night I ever got the game. A group of friends and I got it, and uh, I played a monk, and we beat the entire campaign in one sitting the first night. Oh wow, very nice. And this is when we knew nothing. Uh, you know, we beat the game, and we we're like, okay, now what? And we pretty much stopped playing after that for a while, because <laughs> this was pre. We actually bought the game um, when the base game was on sale, when Reaper of Souls was getting ready to be released. Oh, okay. Uh, which was in March of fourteen, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, and I pretty much fell away from the game until about. November-ish of 2014 which um, at that point season 1 was in full swing and BlizzCon was kind of hyping season 1 and everything and it was on sale again. Reaper of Souls was this time so I picked that up and since then I've just been the grind has been real. (laughs) So initially um, since my true first love was the monk I played a lot of monk and um, this is back when support monk was kind of a thing. Well, old support monk, yeah. in which we could perma CC things, and the pull monk was still part of the four-man meta. So I played a lot of monk, and then I kind of transitioned because I kind of fell into like the support role. I like that because I didn't really know many people in the game, so I was like, well, how can I play with people easier? And it's like. Well, we can play four-man, and uh, but I didn't really have enough time to dedicate to become a good high-end DPS player. So I was like, well, I can play support. And back in the early seasons, a lot of the support classes actually ran crafted sets. So it was easy for oh, someone okay. to get into the four-man meta in those early seasons who didn't have a lot of time to put into the game because you could craft different sets. It was pretty easy. And you could run that way. A lot of times you're just playing pull characters. I think for a while there, the support witch doctor was a thing, which you just tornado or pranonadoed everything. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Um, yeah. And then from there, I kind of transitioned more into DPS the last couple seasons because I've had a little bit more time to dedicate to really getting ancients and augments and really feeling like I uh, can contribute to the group. Okay. So, for your DPS, do you have, um, is there a particular class you run for that, or do you kind of transition through all of them? 
So initially I started with the monk again, um, but right now with the um, attack speed reliant auto attacking monk DPS meta, I find that incredibly boring. You know, <laughs> holding down yeah. four stand still and then left click and just punching things. Oh, it can get real old real quick. <laughs> yeah. But then I saw this amazing witch doctor thing where you can stand still and have fiery bats spin around you. And uh, oh, they yeah. are tears still. And that was actually a ton of fun. Um, and then this semester, or, well, season. I'm running a Demon Hunter with the new Impale build, which is amazing. Absolutely yeah, amazing. I, I really, really wanted to try that build out, but I might do that next season, uh, and I'll get to that later, what I've done this season. But um, yeah, that, that build, I was looking at it before the season started, after the season started, I'm still looking at it, and I really want one. <laughs> yeah. I want so bad, because it looks I think what... so good. Well, first of all, that 40,000 damage multiplier is just like such a big number and it makes you uh, excited just to see those big crits hit. <laughs> oh, man. I can only imagine. I can only imagine what numbers come up. Yes. And then another thing that really drew it to me is the fact that the main weapon for that build is a dagger. And the demon hunters only have two daggers, legendary daggers. So if you upgrade rare daggers in the cube you have a 50% chance of getting the dagger you need for the build. Ah. So yeah, it's really easy to get an ancient dagger relatively quickly, and um, right now I'm in the process of getting a primal ancient dagger. Ah, you already cleared Solo Rift 70, huh? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Very nice. Very nice. Um, we will get into that very shortly here. Now that we know kind of what classes you play and your, your style of gameplay, it's kind of switched back and forth between support and now more DPS since you have the time. The Necromancer is coming out sometime this year. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Necromancer? So when I initially heard uh, that the Necromancer was coming, of course I did not have all the nostalgia that many of the old B2 players had. And my initial thoughts when I first heard about this, I'm like, what is going to make this different than the Witch Doctor? Mm -hmm. Because it seems like, okay, I understand necromancers, they got their skeletons, they can raise the dead. It's like, isn't this just a Witch Doctor pet build type of thing? But now that we have learned more about it, I am actually extremely excited for the necromancer. Awesome. It seems that Blizzard has really put a, a unique spin, and it's not just another pet build witch doctor. So I am as hyped as everyone else is now. Awesome. Glad to hear it. I, I am super stoked for this. I don't like you. I don't have uh, crazy nostalgia for the Necromancer from D2 just because you know I don't have nearly as much game time in it. But I will say the Necromancer was the only class I played when I did play D2. So I am super excited that it's coming back. I, I kind of share that early worry with you about the, uh, the pet builds with the Witch Doctor and Necromancer comparison. But uh, I figured they'd have something different because it, I mean, I can't see Blizzard just making a copy of a character class. <laughs> um, yes. 
that's definitely not in their uh, handbook of things to do. Yeah, exactly. But, and also, I know a lot of people were kind of wanting to see a Poison Nova build, like there was in D2, but they kind of changed that a little bit as well in D3. There is a, a move called Death Nova, which is very similar to Poison Nova, and I'm sure there will be a rune for that that will be similar to Poison Nova, I'm sure. But uh, they did declare that Poison isn't going to be as big a thing in Diablo 3 compared to Diablo 2. Well, cons- um, for the Necromancer, I mean. Ah, uh, I see. But they did say that they are going to... There are going to be poison-based moves in the form of, uh, instead of poison, it's going to be blight, but still technically poison. It just doesn't seem to, from the footage that I've seen about it, it deals the poison damage, but does not give a damage over time effect. I could be wrong, I could be misseeing it, but it, it appears that it's not providing a damage over time effect. It's just yeah. dealing the damage straight. Yes, from what I've heard, I've heard the same thing that they're trying to get away from damage over time abilities with the Necromancer because they feel that is kind of like a witch doctory poison aspect, which I think is healthy. And then I saw the footage of the Blood Nova, if you will be using the Death Nova skill, and that is amazing. Oh yeah, it looks gorgeous. And it's <laughs> and so big. <laughs> and bloody, it's just, it's Diablo. It's gorgeous. Oh, <laughs> oh man, it's gorgeous. There, I will have to continue that. Let, you know what? Screw it. I'm gonna bring it up now. <laughs> um, have you seen the the two new maps that they're bringing in to Diablo Three? Along I with have. The I have, and I've seen full walkthroughs of them. And oh my gosh, the blood, gore, and all-around darkness is fantastic. They're gorgeous. They're made so well. Uh, like, pinpoint detail. It's just perfect. And also, I saw... I get a lot of... Um, not all of my information, but some of my information from um, uh, watching Riker's videos on YouTube. Yes, yes. He, he has a video... Uh, which I will post in the show notes in case anybody wants to see it, of uh, he's got Necromancer gameplay, and he's also previewing the new areas. Yes. He went through and did a full walkthrough of the whole thing, and he made a comment about them that I completely agree with. Uh, he said that these these two new areas really make Diablo feel like it should. Like, there was just kind of something about Diablo 3 that wasn't as dark as Diablo 1 and Diablo 2. It's just... Go ahead. As someone who's never played those games, I can kind of understand because when you look at some of the levels, it's pretty much like cornfields at night that you're running through. And it's like, yeah. yeah, an occasional witch can pop up, but it's really not doom and gloom, going into hell, torturing yeah. blood, Diablo. Oh, yeah, and I think exactly. these new levels, um, 
and as we can see in Riker's videos, there's fountains of blood and all sorts of just amazing, amazing things. Oh yeah, there's uh, torture rituals where the torture victim is actually still alive and not just sitting there in the background. It's just out of this world. It, it actually brings the dark feel back into it that Diablo has been so renowned for, but kind of lost a little bit in Diablo 3. They finally brought it back, and I, I cannot wait to get in there. Uh, they even brought in like a kind of a mini boss at the end of one of the levels that is really cool, and it's it's just all around phenomenal. And I think this really goes to show how well Blizzard is listening to the community as a whole. A with the necromancer, with everyone wanting a necromancer, and B with people kind of complaining that it's not dark enough. And in one patch, they kind of bring that all. Yeah, exactly. They, uh, they do a really good job of listening and talking. Not, not even just listening, yeah, they, they talk and communicate with the community to get better ideas. Uh, especially during, like, PTRs and yes. whatnot like that. Which I think it makes Blizzard pretty unique in the way of PC gaming. Because I know there are, when games come out from other companies... Uh, there are betas and there are testing and uh, early access stuff like this. There, there is that connection and that testing phase. But out of my experience, personally, I could be wrong. But out of my experience, I haven't really seen the companies actually go out and directly communicate with their clients. They just or with their um, uh, the players. Um, I normally just see them. They'll have people join their beta or have them get into the early access for testing and everything and ask for feedback, and then they receive the feedback and then move on based on the feedback they got, but never really give a reply to the feedback to the public, while yes. Blizzard yeah. really does a good job with that. Yeah, it seems like a lot of companies, kind of like you said, you know, fix bugs and fix blatantly overpowered or underpowered things, but, you know, that's kind of the extent of their you know, testing, it seems. Yeah, their communication. Yeah. All right. Now, we will talk a little more about that uh, a little later. So, what have you been up to in Season 10? Um, so, I started off, I believe the season started on a Friday, and unfortunately, I had to go out of town. So, I couldn't get that season opening night excitement, which I uh. absolutely love. Um, but I still got off to a decent start, and I think I'm at around Paragon 614 right now. Very I've nice. Com I've completed a level 70 to get the primals, except uh, I think I've, I did it in about four minutes. <laughs> and I've only done a 70, so I definitely can go higher, but I just haven't at this point. Oh, wow. Uh, just just kind of grinding out gear and uh, all the fun that comes with the new season. Awesome, awesome. Um, how how quickly did you get through, or, well, have you finished the season journey at all? I have not finished the season journey yet. Um, I have a few things left. Um, I still have to get some gems up um, and things like that. And the I think the hard one for this season for me is going to be completing conquests, because A, I'm not a huge conquest lover, and B... 
this season's conquests are some of my least favorite. <laughs> yeah, they're not easy. Normally, I, I try to go for the ones that are noticeably easier to get, but this this season doesn't really... I mean, the one I... The main one I would go for is getting three legendary gems to 65. Honestly, that yep. to me seems like the easiest one this season. Yep. Outside of that, oh god, I don't know which. Uh, I actually, for the first time, I did the kill all 20 bosses in, or all bosses in under 20 minutes. Really? And that was surprisingly easy. Okay. I was like, oh man, this because I've never done it because I always thought it just sounded like way too difficult. It's like, how could you ever do this? Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I think you have to do it on Torment 10, so you do have to do it, be fairly well geared. But I just did it with one other person. We got about halfway in, and we realized that we both had to be in the boss as the kill happened. So you can't split farm the bosses. Oh, okay. <laughs> but still, so we started over, and even doing the bosses together it still went surprisingly quick um i think we did it in about 18 minutes oh wow okay and as long as you have one person in the party who can run really fast so you can get to the bosses it's uh it seems to be fairly easy okay which yeah, surprised I'd imagine me that's that's the only thing that i um that I worried about uh, why I haven't tried it is because, like you said, I thought it was just so incredibly difficult. I haven't even tried it. It's it, it just it even sounds tough, but it's not for me. Killing the bosses quickly at Torment Ten uh, isn't really that hard. It's that's that's the easy part. It's getting to them all within that time limit. Um, yep. Just being able to run fast enough, being able to because uh, you know some of the bosses like. Um, when you go to fight Diablo, you got to go through one of the spires first and find your way to the uh, uh, pinnacle of heaven before you yes. can even get into the boss fight. So you've got to travel this this map first and hope you picked the right direction because you're wasting yes. time if you don't get there quickly. And the so, worst part is, is we yeah. ha you have like a clock running and you can see the time ticking down. It's like, oh no, I've wasted 30 seconds trying to find Diablo. It's like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But then so you make I, it up on bosses like Cool, who I think the entrance to Cool is about one and a half screens away from where you spawn in. So, oh yeah, that makes yeah. it real quick. <laughs> spawn in there, get in the boss fight two seconds later. All right. Yeah, exactly. Which all the bosses were like that. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And I think, well, I might have to try that now. That that actually sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, it was actually surprisingly fun. As long as you have, you know, like a, a chicken witch doctor or a charge crusader or even the demon hunters with their uh, vaults, you can get around pretty quick. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or a flash fire wizard. Yeah, They're every very, class, very really. <laughs> you know, yeah. monks with their dashing. Uh, mm -hmm. Barbs can whirlwind. That's pretty quick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially if you've got all the, all the gear for it. Yep. <laughs> There's, uh, I'm actually really happy this season, um, Whirlwind Barbarian's got a big buff. Yes, I saw this. Uh, I'm, I don't know, I've always had, I, I've always loved Whirlwind Barbarians, because they're a lot of fun to play, but I've always kind of, 
at least mine personally, have always dropped off around greater of 55. Like, that's the highest I've ever been able to bring one. If I remember right, my Barbarian is 1.6 million base damage, and it still has trouble, like, with greater of 56. Oh. So, I, I just... It, it's always been that, that kind of struggle. It's like, that's the cap for me with the Whirlwind Barb. But... Now they've they've changed a few things around, and now you can do combinations that weren't there before. Well, keep in mind I haven't ran my whirlwind barbarian in a few seasons, so uh, now it's it's set up a little differently than it was back then. So now you can push yeah. what greater if ninety with it. That's what I've seen. <laughs> That's crazy. So crazy. Because I actually one season I forget which season it was I played a barb. Because the previous season is when uh, Whirlwind got patched and you would go into public rifts and people would be whirlwinding and they would be done with the rift and you wouldn't have left spawn darn near because they were just so quick and no <laughs> one could keep up with them. It's like, I need to play this. Yes, yes, that that <laughs> is actually what got me into it as well. The uh, When I was, when I finally made my Whirlwind uh, Barbarian for the first time and was flying through levels... There was only one class that could actually outrun me. I couldn't believe it. I had no idea what the... I still have... I don't really have a good idea of what the guy was running, but it was a monk, and it was using Dashing Strike. But <laughs> it was like it was like it never had a cooldown. Like, it was just constant. The dude was just flying through everything. It was insane. I, I still have no idea how he did it. But I, I wonder know if he, it was... Uh, isn't there a set that allows Dashing Strike to consume spirit? I believe so, yeah, the, um, uh, Raymond of a Thousand Storms. Yes, so I wonder if he was using that. He probably was, but where was his spirit generation coming from? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, because I'm pretty sure that set, uh, makes Dashing Strike use 75 spirit, or 50, yeah. 50 or 75, one of those. That's still a lot of spirit. Yeah. So. But that still <laughs> goes to say that one person only could outrun the uh, whirlwind barb. Yeah, yeah. It's, oh man, I'll never forget that. <laughs> but um, And then not only do they outrun you, as you're trying to catch them, you're just running through all their tornadoes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and they're killing exactly. everything. So not yep. only do you have to try to chase them, you don't get to kill anything either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, a friend of mine, um, Travelonius, I brought him onto the show uh, a couple episodes ago. Uh, him and I run together a lot. And he hated when I ran my Whirlwind Barb. Um, because this was before he had one. After he saw mine, he <laughs> had to make one, of course. But... Uh, before he had one and I was running with mine, he got so mad at me a lot just because it was like he couldn't do anything. Just like you said, I'd be blowing through it and just killing everything in my wake and whatever I left behind, my tor my tornadoes would clean up. Yep. So it was just... I'd leave barely anything from him. His character wasn't nearly as fast as mine, especially because he's got a bad habit of running all of his characters with no mobility. <laughs> uh, so he's got slow characters but very high DPS so when you run when he's running a character like that and I'm running a, a whirlwind barbarian 
you can kind of see where he gets angry because I don't yeah, leave anything yeah. for him to kill. It's just I completely outrun him. He can't catch up, and by the time he does, the Rift Guardian's dead. Yep. So... Been there. Hated it, and that's why I play <laughs> quick classes now. <laughs> yes, yes. That's actually. Uh, I wonder. I wonder how the Steed Charge uh, Crusader would fare with the Whirlwind Barbarian. I've not tested their speed side by side. We almost need to have a race. Yes. You know, yes. get the chicken, the chicken witch doctor, the charge barb, probably what is it, Natalia's demon hunter with the spam and vault. Yep. The, we need to make this happen. We need yes. To make it. I agree. You have Diablo flash fire race. wizard, steed yeah. charge crusader, and who are we missing? Uh, the someone. Dashing Strike Monk. Yes, Dashing Strike Monk. And see who's the fastest. <laughs> like, and even when the Necromancer comes out, just have the, uh, what is it, Blood Rush? Yep, Blood Rush, which looks awesome. Yes, see, uh, throw Blood Rush build into the, <laughs> into the race. Yep. Just to see who's fastest. Watch him be all exactly the same speed. But <laughs> yeah. The only thing that, you know, switching between classes, playing a lot of Monk, I was so used to being able to dash and strike through walls, over, you know, gaps in the map, and then you mm. go to uh, characters who just have movement speed skills, and it's like, oh, I used to be able to jump over that gap before, and now I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like champions like Monks and uh, Wizards with their teleports can move around the map so much quicker because they can just skip portions, but... Yeah, yeah, it's a straight line race. We need to make that happen. <laughs> Sounds good to me. I'd be down for that. <laughs> yeah, I see what you're talking about. Especially, um, I think some of the moves, they actually changed. Because I know, obviously, with the um, uh, dashing strike and teleport, you can go uh, through walls and skip areas, just like you said. With the Crusader, obviously, Steed Charge can't go through walls. But uh, Falling Sword with the Crusader... Um, has always been able to jump over walls. Oh, I have noticed. There's, uh, I've been I've been playing the Crusader this season. Um, I'm Paragon four hundred and six. It just it seems like they changed it a little bit because now areas that I used to be able to jump over the wall at, I I can't anymore. At least I don't know if maybe they changed the hitbox and I just have to be closer to the wall now or what. But while some walls I still can jump over, uh, I did notice if a door is closed, you can't jump over to the wall because that door is closed. You've got to have yep. access to the room. I do know that. But still, just certain areas that I know the door is open in, it just. I don't know if I'm just misplacing it. It's possible I'm just misplacing it when I'm activating the ability. But I don't know. It just seems like there's a slight change with it. It could just be me. I think this happened a few seasons ago, so patches. Because um, what is the map that when you come into it, it's like a giant grid of hallways. It's like completely open. Oh. And it's just like a square grid. Um, yeah, it's... um. <laughs> Uh, the jail normally it's in yep, uh, yep. Act One, but uh, generally that giant map that you're talking about yes. comes in. in and in at the riffs. end of that map, when you go to leave it, you have to make like this U around to go down a set of stairs. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you used to be able to dashing strike straight 
to the stairs and totally skip that entire U. And a couple seasons ago, I believe that changed where you can't dash and strike that anymore. Oh, so no. Wonder, yeah. Um, so I wonder when they did that, if they they kind of changed the hitboxes on a lot of things to allow or not allow, you know, skipping of yeah. certain things. That could be... Yeah, I never... I think I tried once. I forgot what... I think I might have done, like... Uh, I tried to do Leap down there with a Leap Barbarian I ran one season, and it didn't work. So I just don't think I've tried it with any other class ever. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I know it used to work with Dashing Strike, and now I, I can't get it. So I'm assuming they must have changed hitboxes or something. Okay. Huh. Yeah, let's just go with that. They changed hitboxes. Yeah. yeah we're not getting right. worse at the game. That's... that's <laughs> Yeah. So what what I've kind of been up to in game, I I had a really strong start. Uh, I got to I, I did start playing that Friday, right when the season started. I managed to get to level seventy uh, the next morning. Did it very quickly. It felt very fast this season. Um, and I did it solo. I wasn't playing with anybody. Oh wait. No, I was playing with people. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Never mind then. No, I, I was playing with a, a group of two, two more people other than me. So a group of three. Uh, <laughs> and it went very quickly. Uh, like I said, the next morning hit 70. Uh, I got my um, Hadrix gifts very quickly and uh, got my uh, Blessed Hammer build. Going. Well, no, no, no. It was a con this time. But still, even with the Akan set, I, I, the goal for the season was to start with the Akan set and then immediately jump into a Steed Charge build because generally the Steed Charge build is easier to build than the uh, uh, than a Blessed Hammer build or you know the Seeker of Light set. Yeah. So I figured, okay, I'd get the Steed Charge build first, and then it's a really fast and good farming build. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna farm these Death's Breath. And while I'm going through it very quickly, I'm going to gear up for the uh, Seeker. I'm going to get all the uh, Seeker of the Light set and run a um, Blessed Hammer build. Because last time I ran this build, it was before the Seeker of Light set even came out. I was actually running a Blessed Hammer build with the Akan set a long time ago. And it was awesome, but it lacked some, some power. It didn't have the, the oomph behind it. Yep. But <laughs> funny thing is, so I get my Hadrix gifts, get my Akan armor going, and the only things I'm finding are Blessed Hammer items. <laughs> like, I found the Joanna's Argument flail very quickly, the shield very quickly, the bracers very quickly, the belt. Just, I, I got everything very quickly, except for the Faithful Memory Sword to put in the cube and the uh, Obsidian Ring of the Zodiac. Those took forever to find, but the rest of it I found very quickly. Um, so I was running the Akan Seeker, or the Akan Blessed Hammered build, which surprisingly I was able to run, I believe, Torment 7. I'm at seven or eight with it, uh, which really surprised me. But I finally got geared out. I got the secret uh, seeker of light. Immediately jumped up to uh, torment twelve, and this was at like the end of the first week. 
like the first few days I I managed to pull this out of my butt <laughs> and uh and I got to Paragon I think around 350 very quickly so that was like my first week of game time and then the second week I only played like maybe 3 days of week 2 and got to Paragon 406 and have played very little since. Uh, not because of being bored of the game or anything. It's, I, I've just, I've got a lot going on right now. And, uh, in my personal life. And I don't have as much time to play. And when I, when I do have the time to play, I've been playing games that kind of are a little more relaxing than Diablo 3. Got it. So, <laughs> I, I haven't lost interest or anything. I just haven't been able to really put the playtime in that I really want to. It's just when I do finally have the free time to just sit down, I just want to stare at a screen and not do much. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, I, I am going to get back into it very soon. Um, we... My roommates and I actually have plans to move back from Georgia, back to Indiana, where we came from. So, another big move on top of a lot of other things going on. So, once I get back to Indiana at the end of next week, so I'd imagine about the first week of um, May, I'll be, I'll be on Diablo a lot more often. And we are only a few weeks into Season 10, so we still have plenty of time. Yes, thankfully. <laughs> I am very thankful for that. But uh, yes. I am very excited to uh, get into Greater Rift 70. Uh, oh, that's actually the reason why I chose Crusader this season, was not only to play the um, uh, Blessed Hammer build, but because I've only cleared Greater Rift 70 one other time, just once. And I did it with the Crusader and very happily with the Crusader. I was running the uh, Invoker set. Uh. And now come to find out that, hey, the Invoker set is considered one of the weaker builds now. And I'm like, huh, well, if I did it with a, quote, weaker build, and keep in mind, when I say weaker, the Invoker set can still clear greater if 90 yeah. So this is just by, um, if you're taking a uh, DPS rating of how high each set can push in greater rifts, technically the invoker set is on the lower end now. Uh, and but by low we mean high 90s. But yes, hey. exactly. <laughs> exactly. And while the Blessed Hammer build, which coincidentally is the one that I really wanted to play now takes, uh, what is it, uh, second place in the highest Greater Rift clear, I think. Or is it? I don't it? remember, it's either yeah. second or third. Yes, I, it's definitely up there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's in the top ten, let's just put it that way. <laughs> yes, it's, in, yes. it's in the top easily. ten, easily, and... So I, I'm just stoked about it. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna play this really fun build, run all kinds of hammers, uh, especially because my uh, Travis Travelonius is also 
running this build this season, so I'm like, oh, well, okay, let's just have, let's just run duo and have just a screen full of hammers. Just one isn't enough. We need two characters running hammers. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just, it's been a blast. Uh, It took him a little longer to gear out than me, so a lot of it was me kind of helping him. Yeah, the the end of week two, last uh, the last few times I've played was literally me just dropping down to about Torment 8 and uh, helping him gear out and just loot sharing with him so he can get something going. Because he even had he had trouble getting his um, uh, a build going with his, his Akan set, too. Oh, no. So, was, yeah, his, his luck with the gear drop hasn't been that great early this season. Now that it's, you know, a few weeks in... Now he's become one of those people with a golden horseshoe in their butt, and he's just finding everything. <laughs> so, but I am looking forward to uh, Primal Ancients, because I'm sure the first one I find, no matter oh, what so it excited. is, I'm sure I'll just keep it forever. Even if I don't use it, it'll probably be something useless that I never use. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just expecting, like, you know... <laughs> primal I don't even know what would be completely useless but I'm going to find it whatever it is <laughs> I'm fully expecting to get a primal puzzle ring oh yes that would be it <laughs> I am um, yeah just I know I'm get, that's going to be my first one I know it <laughs> it's just going to happen <laughs> but I'm not going to I'm still going to be stoked I'm not going to be disappointed at all let's be like oh yeah I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna open a, a vault with it, but uh, it's it'll consume stash space for for years to come. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and I, what I really like about primals as well is, in the past, you'd get to a point where you wouldn't even look at your ancients or legendaries or set pieces that you dropped. You would just look at the icon and be like, "Oh, yep, I don't need that." And yeah. you would just. <laughs> You would just trash it, uh-huh. and now you're looking at every single one. It's like, is it a primal? I don't care what it is, I just want to find a primal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Give it to me. Especially, uh, I used to, um, a lot of the times, too, even, like, I wouldn't even identify something. I'd just be like, yeah. okay, if other people are running with me in a party, I'd be like, well, maybe they could use this item and just drop it without even identifying it. That will never happen again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like strong arm bracers again. Don't need those. Okay, there you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Cooney Prowlers. Nah, I don't need those. Yep, yep. <laughs> so it's so my my efficiency has now gone down because of primals. Thanks uh, yeah. to having to look at every single one. <laughs> yes, yes. I do like the uh, he- well. First off, have you seen one yet? I have that red border. Is so cool. Yeah. Yes, and it is. very noticeable. It makes you feel powerful. Yeah. <laughs> and at first, I kind of was hoping that they would, like... So when they dropped, like, a red star would show up instead of, like, an orange one or something. Oh, So you'd, like, would know cool. when it dropped. Like, I, was thinking, I was like, oh, that'd be cool. But I think I prefer it this way now, so you don't know until after you identify it, and then you hover over it, and that red border pops and then you just freak out <laughs> you skip a breath <gasps> yeah. oh <laughs> my heart <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah yeah there's that 
I don't know about you, but at the beginning of the season, I was uh, I was really, really watching the leaderboards. I was watching the leaderboards just to see. I'm like, okay, how quickly are these a holes? They get on the like they, they clear greater if 80s and 90s on the third day. Uh, <laughs> how quickly are they going to get primal agents? And surprisingly, I didn't see anyone with a primal ancient or with a primal ancient on the leaderboard until about the end of the first week. Yeah, it, that really surprised rare. me. So, like yeah. right now, the highest solo in season is a wizard who did a 104, and he only has two primals on his entire Ooh. character. Still, that's a huge damage increase that's there. That's a huge damage increase, <laughs> but for someone who's that high, it's like, wow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm sure that that dude is probably well over a 1,000 Paragon, probably closer yes. to 1,400. <laughs> yes, he's at 1,284 when he did his VR. Oh, so who knows what he's at now? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I, can, I can only be jealous of those people who've got these... Just amazing gear. Uh, what, what I don't understand though is uh, somebody, a friend of mine. Um, she doesn't play Diablo. She plays other games. Well, one of the games she plays, she's got a ridiculous amount of game. I think like four thousand hours in a game called Vindictus. Okay. And uh, she said with her main account, which something happened to it, it got, like, corrupted or whatever, and she had to start new within the last, like, six months. So with her main account, she, I mean, she put so much time in to get to where she was. It's got a similar loot drop chances like Diablo. It, it just, you find some stuff, but not always with the stats you need, or not always with whatever, uh, and mainly finding the stuff to craft the item. Well, with this new account that she made, uh, she's only, I mean, she's only had the account for like a month, and she's already just as strong as her main account was. Oh, wow. She, she brought up to me, she's like, you know, I think it's just, it's like certain accounts, just for some reason, she doesn't, she doesn't think it's like, uh, the gaming company, is uh, for Vindictus, it's, uh, Nexon. Okay. She doesn't think Nexon like has some secret algorithm that chooses accounts that make them better, better drop rate or whatever. She doesn't think that's the case, but she does think that there could be some kind of algorithm bug or malfunction or maybe it just does this every once in a while that for some reason a particular account has that better drop rate or that just kind of your luck is better with this particular account. Uh, she just thinks yep. there's something that kind of causes that, but it's not—it's not something that, say, a gaming company like Nexon or Blizzard could control. I'm wondering if that—I mean—that kind of sounds like a viable opinion. So I'm wondering if some accounts are like that. I remember—I think this was earlier in the season, so probably like three, four, five, somewhere in there everyone was convinced that there was loot tables in Diablo 3 in which every time you started up your game loot would be assigned a probability and some could be assigned higher probabilities okay and it sometimes it does seem like that because 
I think we've all had those nights where you play and you just cannot stop getting legendaries. Yeah, exactly. And then there's nights where you can't get a legendary to save your soul. Yeah. And it's like, what is going on here? And I know, like, if you do the math, RNG, it works out. But. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone, it's like, you just have those nights. It's like, can I be any luckier right now? It's like, I can't stop playing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, some nights you do find, like, legendaries, but you always find the same legendaries over and over and over. Yes. Yeah, I mean, there's, I feel like there's something like, like that or like, uh, what my friend said, or maybe both, that just kind of, I don't know, what I think about it is, if you look on the leaderboards, generally it's always the same people. Not always, but uh, a lot of the time the same people are really high. Maybe not the top tens list, uh, always it's the same top ten people. Every- no, I'm not saying that. It's just, like, say the top a thousand people, like, say... 600 of those people are always in the top 1,000. Yep. But also keep in mind that those people play the game so much, it's insane. Yeah. Like, uh, some people just have the time to grind it out and get all the stuff they need, and just without that big of a, a problem. But it's, if you look at what, what really counts to me is, say, the first three days of a season. If it's the same players every season on the leaderboards, like, say, the top 100 on the leaderboards, and you see the same names every season the first three days, it's like, okay, I think they, they might be a little luckier than the rest of us. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just Because it's ev- that's what I like about seasons is everyone starts at an even playing field. Mm-hmm. You know, at 7 o'clock or whenever, when those servers switch on, everyone's at level 1. It doesn't matter if you finish the last season at 5,000 Paragons or level 70. Everyone's at level 1. In theory, everyone has the same chances to get loot. Go at it. And like you said, it seems like there's people who, whether they have the secrets or the luck, they just always seem to get up there quicker than everyone. Yeah. But you know, I'm not I'm not accusing anybody of anything. I I honestly think they are legit players. I don't I don't think they're botting or doing any any kind of hacking or anything like that. I do think they're legit. I just you know think there there could be something uh, like you said, even if it's like uh, the um what did you say it was something table loot tables is uh, what loot, they were calling tables. them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean. I mean, say this, if somebody is playing, say they, they dedicate, they take off work, well, it's generally a Friday, you don't work Saturday, so say they play, they put in a 24-hour day, where they're playing from level 1 as soon as the <clears throat> the season starts, and they play for 24 hours straight, non-stop, and those people got, or should I say rolled a good loot table, there it is right there. Yep. I mean, the loot you will find in that 24-hour period, uh, obviously, depending on the loot table, could be much, much better than what other people find. So yep. it, it, it all depends. It, there's a lot of variables. So given that, I was, I, I think it's really cool, honestly. Yeah, it's, it is. They do a really and good job. And then we, we do all this overanalyzing, and then at the end of the day, it is a r- random number generator. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, being superstitious or whatever, it's like <laughs> you always think in the back of your mind, it's like, is this really random? Like, how random? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are they? Can I see these numbers? Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's something wrong here. <laughs> like, I remember the first season I played a witch doctor. This is when the star metal kukri was like the item to have. Mm-hmm. And I didn't find a single one until I was Paragon. I still remember 553. Oh, wow. To find one item. I'm like, are you kidding? Like, this thing doesn't exist. I was convinced that it didn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I hear you. Uh, about, I'd say probably six or seven seasons ago, uh, I once again ran a Crusader. And, um, it's, it's funny. I do not have the most game time in the Crusader. Yet all my stories are Crusader based. Uh, <laughs> um, I was playing a Crusader. I didn't get the sixth piece to any set until I was Paragon 252. That just seems insane. Like you play now, and it's like every rift. It seems almost like you can get a, a set piece. Mm-hmm. It's just. Exactly. Yeah. I, I remember I was stuck in... I was playing Torment 2 for weeks. For like two weeks straight, I was on Torment 2. Just grinding out. I got to Paragon 252 just playing in Torment 2 until I found my, my sixth piece of any set. I'm talking... I, I wasn't even looking for a specific set. Any set at all. That's oh, rough. It was a nightmare. And it's, <laughs> I think with, with Power Creep, too, you can see it where back in the day, you know, we'll say, you know, if you reached a greater rift 40 solo, that was an accomplishment. Oh, yeah. And now it's like oh, people yeah. are doing 70s like it's nothing. Like, I remember when greater rifts first came out, it's like, greater rift 100, ha, yeah, that's impossible. You know, <laughs> no one will ever get to that. And now we have yeah, people exactly. solo doing it two weeks into a season. Yes. Yeah, I remember that, because I remember they announced... Didn't they announce when they uh when Greater Rifts first became a thing? It was like Greater Rift one through um wasn't one hundred the highest it went when it was first released? Yeah. Like nobody well, ever made it there. Yeah, and like no one was even close. And it was like, ha, huh, one hundred, that's funny. Like Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now it's like, well, okay, now these solo players can, you know, clear one oh four uh a couple weeks into a season, and now they've announced what? The, didn't they announce that Greater Rifts just go on endlessly now? There's no cap to them? Oh, do they? I like, Yeah, it's probably for I, the best. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's a cap. There could be. Maybe, heck, for all I know, uh, the cap is 150 and we'll clear it next season. Yep. Like, <laughs> That's how it seems, at least. Yeah, exactly. But I do, I do really enjoy the... Uh, I say I really do enjoy the power creep, even though it seems like oh well they just you know make harder and harder difficulties so you can continue going. But at the same time, it just makes you feel like even now with my character now, I feel stronger than I did last season. For sure, it's just yeah. it's the feeling you get because you're they they've made changes in the in the patch for the next season. They've upgraded a few things. They've upgraded set items. They've upgraded legendaries. They've added new legendaries. They make you stronger so you don't feel like you're not going anywhere every season in a row. Yeah. I know some people don't like it, 
but they they want to keep you like okay I, I I got to this power level for lack of a better term uh, in season nine now in season ten uh, I've got this gear and I'm I'm really strong and there I still have room to grow like I'm still going this yep. is nuts it's awesome I'm doing I'm doing much better this season when honestly you might not be doing better it's just your the new items and new buffs make you stronger, make your character stronger, and it gives you it still gives you that gratifying feeling that oh my god I'm I'm doing so good I can't stop this is awesome and like, I think it really draws you back to the game too because uh, you know say in season three you topped out at Greater Rift forty and you know what is it six seven seasons later you're still doing a greater rift 40 as like your highest thing it's like you might burn out doing that it's like if you never feel like you could progress you know yeah. I think a lot of people could fall away from the game so even you know raising power creep it make like you said it makes you feel like you've you've gotten better even though you might not <laughs> it may, at least makes you got better yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, I, I completely agree with what you're saying. I don't know. You've you've got to be, uh, you've got to have something drawing you to a game, and that's honestly one of the best ways to do it. Uh, especially because you know, back several seasons ago when I was just capping at forty, I never thought like greater of seventy was a thing. Uh, I didn't think that like I would ever achieve that because I'm not hardcore. I'm not the. Uh, I don't put a thousand hours into the game every season I I don't have that just that drive to put that much time and become that hardcore of a gamer just for Diablo alone yeah but uh, because of that I didn't think okay 70 I'll never get get there even with like a four man team I'll never get there and then like a couple seasons later yeah I'm in a four man team doing uh, 65 uh, 68 70, 72, 74. Oh, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, it makes, the, it makes the game fun. <laughs> Everyone likes seeing big numbers. Yes, exactly. Alright, so, yeah, it's... <laughs> the, the power creep is real, and it's... Honestly, I think it's good for the game. I don't think there's really anything bad about it. Uh, and I know some people complain about it and not just this game but other games as well and it's it just I don't know it depends on your gameplay I guess I mean do you want to feel that uh, that gratifying immediate power boost or do you want to feel like oh well I guess the only bad thing about it that I can say is um, like if you look back at the characters that I still have from like five seasons ago they're pretty much irrelevant now. I can see yeah. people getting upset about that because it's like, wow, I worked, I put so much time into that character. I, I, I he was so strong, and now he's just second rate. Yeah. So I, I get that, but I mean, at the same time, it's really not that hard to gear out again, and you can just, you can get that power back even if you make the same build. So it's, it's, I don't know. There's a balance to it. Yeah, it's, but, it's give or take. Yeah, yeah. 
So now we will move on to tweeters and Facebook messengers. Uh, yeah, we don't have any. <laughs> um, nobody tweeted into the show or sent a message in Facebook or even emailed us. We got nothing uh, in the last few weeks since the last episode, and it makes me sad. It really does. But, well, I guess... Some people got busy, I'm sure, and, well, you know, maybe they don't have anything to say. But, so I guess, uh, some things that I'd love to hear from you guys about. Uh, anybody who wants to uh, write into the show, tell me what you think about the armory. Uh, I mean, do you like it? Do you think it can be improved in any way? I'd, I'd like to hear feedback about that. Uh, any feedback you guys have about the Necromancer, or even what have you guys been doing in Season 10? I'd like to hear even just a short tweet. Hey, I got to Paragon 742. I'd love to hear it. So any anything anybody has to say, please write in. We'd, we'd love to hear feedback from you guys. And... Let's see, moving on to the Patreon reminder. We're running a Patreon campaign where you can help support the show. You can become a patron of the Shattered Soulstone by going to patreon.com slash soulstone and make a monthly pledge. Each and every pledge is greatly appreciated. Thank you all who have made a pledge and supported the show in that way. Uh, you guys are awesome, and you guys are really, really helping us out. Let's go to Blue Notes. Actually, you know what? Before Blue Notes, since I have a listener on the show right now, uh, is there anything that you would like to hear back from other listeners about? I guess I'm more interested in, because you always see like on the leaderboards these high-end uh, players with their high paragons and their perfect builds. It's like, I like seeing, especially like Travelonius was saying, these weird builds. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they might not be 90 plus capable, but hey, they're fun. And I always like seeing new ideas for fun builds because there's so many items. You can't possibly think of all of the fun builds yourself. So anytime I see like a fun build online or something, I always love trying it. So if we could uh, get some ideas for awesome builds, that'd be great. Yeah, awesome. I agree. Like we said, anybody wants to write in the show, share some... Uh... Smack us with some knowledge, you know? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, we'd love to hear back. Now, on to the blue notes. I found some interesting things this time, I guess. Not, not a lot, but some interesting stuff. So, the second batch of BlizzCon tickets uh, sold out, as well as the uh, Children's Hospital of Orange County uh, dinner for... Uh, yeah, the pre-BlizzCon dinner also sold out, which is fantastic. If anybody, if any listeners bought any tickets to that, awesome. I'd actually love to hear about that and see how it went. Uh, it sounded really, really cool. But uh, the uh, third batch of BlizzCon tickets are coming soon. They have not released a date yet that I'm aware of. And But keep your eyes out in case you don't have your ticket and you want them, including virtual tickets. Now, next, we've got... So, on the, the main Diablo 3 webpage, 
They've got a full skill overview of the Necromancer, where it shows every skill and every rune for that skill. Normally, I would go over all of them on the show, but I'm not going to do that because um, all of these skills and runes especially are not set in stone. Uh, there are still a lot of placeholders, so a lot of this is going to be changed. Not all of it, obviously, but uh, especially runes and passives. I feel like there are a lot of passives that are, that are just placeholders for now, especially because some of the abilities, for example, um, an ability called Frailty, uh, have you heard about that? It's uh, one of the curses that the Necromancer I has. have, and it has caused all sorts of commotion on the internet. Yes. <laughs> Frailty is an insanely powerful curse that... Uh, I'll just read the description of it. It costs 10 essence, and it is a crippling curse that kills enemies with less than 15% health. And it lasts 30 seconds. So... I mean, it doesn't sound like much because, oh, well, you've got to get them... You've got to take, you know, 85% of their life first before it even uh, happens. But if you think way later on, say you're pushing Greater Rift 90, and you're facing a Rift Guardian that would normally take minutes to take out instead of seconds, I mean, 15% would... I mean, that'll save you... Like, what, 15 seconds, 30 seconds, just of, of fighting this, this guy. So, it is 15% of health on really high difficulties, and really high greater rifts, is huge. It's, it's, it's a big deal. And I also think, you have to think of uh, rift guardians who, sometimes their attacks will change based on health. And if you're skipping the last 15%, you could be almost bypassing some dangerous attacks or anything that they could be uh, laying down on you. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about that, honestly. Very cool. Um, now, here's fruit for thought, though. What if they didn't change frailty at all, but maybe that's this version of... Uh... Oh, God, okay, think how to explain this. So, all the other character classes have a super mode, so to speak. So, yep. like, uh, the wizard has Archon mode, the barbarian has Wrath of the Berserker, you've got Crusader with... Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Wyatt's spacing on me. Okay, you, you get what I'm saying. So, <laughs> they've got their abilities. They're kind of super abilities. Or super mode, should I say. Well, they've already announced that the Necromancer is not going to have one. They want... Uh, the, the reason being is because a lot of times with almost every build in the game currently, you almost have to run those those modes. Like, uh, if you, say, let's use the Demon Hunter for an example. Pretty much every build, no matter what you're building you are always have vengeance. Yep. It's, you're considered almost stupid not to have vengeance equipped and using it. They didn't want that for the Necromancer. They didn't want to have one single ability that is a must-have in any build for the Necromancer. 
I mean, if they keep frailty the way it is, honestly, that will probably be an ability you, you everyone will have. But you're also it it, it can be arguable that uh, like the other curses, like Leech and Decrepify, are also ridiculously useful. Yes, all three of them can be used, but instead of one slot, now you're using three, and it's. So I, I don't think Frailty would take a permanent slot, but I think it would be the main part of any, almost any build, depending on how they work it. And but, I just uh, don't want to see it get nerfed too hard, though. Yeah. Like, yes, it might be strong, but if all of a sudden Blizzard cuts that to, say, you know, 10%, and then no one ever uses it, we don't want that. And yeah, we exactly. are still early in beta. Mm-hmm. So we have plenty of time to get numbers worked out. But, um, yeah, when you see videos of that at high GRs and you see it hit, and all of a sudden you see this number that fills up the entire screen, it's like, what just happened? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I think possibly since the Necromancer won't have a mode like that, Frailty will, be, will take that place. But you never know... Uh, just because, you know, like Blizzard announced, they don't want a particular move that trumps over everything else. So maybe they'll change that, I don't know, especially because there's actually a passive that has a similar effect that, uh... Oh, God, I don't, I don't know the passive. I'd, I'd scroll down and look, but it'll probably take me too long. But it, it does a very similar thing, like, I think it's like 10% or something and the enemies just die in, in an area around you. But, I mean, I don't even know if that stacks with Frailty. I don't know. But I know there are still a lot of passive placeholders. I, I know for a fact, just because some of them aren't don't even seem viable to use. Right. Right. But, and I think you have to realize the beta's only been out, what, a week and a half or so? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I know yesterday some the sets were data mined. People are kind of getting up in arms about that. But it's like, Blizzard hasn't even announced these. Like, that might not be what they're going to release. It's like, just calm down, let them release what they're going to release, and then we'll go from there. Yep, exactly. Also, on that topic, actually, the uh, with the armor sets... Um, I will also post a link to this in the show notes, but Riker posted another video, was it this morning, about uh, showing off the Necromancer transmogs, including the armor sets. Um, obviously, nothing has been released over the armor sets outside of their appearance. But if you, anybody wants to go check out what the new armor set transmogs look like for the Necromancer and possibly other transmogs, there will be a link in this episode. This is a very cool page I just kind of stumbled upon. I, I think I was kind of lucky finding it. But uh, BlizzPro, your, your, your clan, you know. Uh, <laughs> BlizzPro uh, has this page on their website that shows the... Uh, it's a full list of all the, uh, the cosmetic items. It's got a complete list of all pets, transmogs, wings, pennants, and portrait frames. It is very, very cool. It, it, you go down the list to see what 
what all there is, and it actually also tells you how to get them. Obviously, these aren't... The list doesn't have the transmogs that you just get by upgrading the blacksmith or upgrading the mystic or whatever. You don't... It doesn't show those transmogs because obviously they're, they're obvious. It shows the transmogs that you actually have to obtain. Like, for example, can I scorn... Just stuff like that, like the uh, even the uh, the butcher's weapon from that um, event at the beginning of the year. So it's it, it's really cool, especially since there are still once again I keep my eye on the leaderboard just because I like to see what people are doing. And every once in a while I'll will see somebody with a transmog I've never seen before. I had no idea it was even in the game. Uh, a good example of that is the. Um, uh, there's two in particular. One, there's a sword transmog called the uh, the God's Butcher, I believe. And there's another one. It's a monk fist weapon called the Panther's Head. Yes. I've never seen those. No idea how to get them, but this list reveals it. So... Uh, if anybody would like to see that and like to get some particular transmogs that you possibly didn't know was in the game, uh, you can find that list right here on our website. I remember the first time I looked at the leaderboards and saw someone holding a hamburger in their <laughs> hands. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, what is that? And how do I get it? <laughs> <laughs> I must have it now. <laughs> I must have the hamburger. <laughs> Yes, the infamous Haradric Hamburger. That, I actually think the Haradric Hamburger is one of the oldest, pretty much renowned weapons in the game. I, I don't want to say Transmog, because the Haradric Hamburger has been around well before Transmogs were even a thing. The Haradric Hamburger was actually released in the vanilla version when the game first came out. The only way to get it was obviously to go to um, uh, Whimsyshire. <laughs> you had to get your staff of herning and go into Whimsyshire, and it was a rare drop in that map. And it used to be... I, I don't even know. I haven't seen it since then, honestly. I haven't found one since then. So I don't know if it's still... If they just made it a white weapon now for, for only the transmog... But back in vanilla, it was an actual legendary item that actually had respective, or had stats that were pretty respectable. Like they weren't used in the strongest builds, but you did see a lot of people with them because they were really powerful. So I don't know if they're the same way now, though. I haven't found one in years. Yeah, it's been a while since I've found one. Oh, now I'm now I'm curious. I gotta go find one. <laughs> <laughs> gotta go hunt some rainbow god uh, goblins. Yeah, yeah. Oh, getting into Whimsydale. I want to so bad because I really want those cosmic wings. Oh, <sighs> don't even get me started on wings. Oh man. I don't have any wings. What? I have you no have wings. None. None. Why? What is your reasoning behind this? The world must know. <laughs> well, I'm actually in the process of right now for some crazy reason of completing or mastering all of the set dungeons 
and oh. then you get a really cool pair of wings for that. That you do. Oh, you're going for the... You're not even completing them. You're going for the mastery of all of them. Mastery, yeah. Ah, wow. I, <laughs> seriously, seriously, I wish you luck. I, I really, really hope you can do it. Uh, it is so hard. <laughs> I'm about so halfway, there. About awesome. halfway there. Awesome. <laughs> I mean, I applaud you for even that. Like, uh, the the only one, the only reason I haven't tried was literally just the Barb's Whirlwind. <laughs> I haven't done that one yet, so uh, that's something I'll look forward to. I I know what the challenges are, and it's uh, that that one. There's one challenge in particular. I won't spoil it for you uh, if you don't want me to. But um, uh, the one challenge alone is enough to make me not... I'm, I've, I'm not even going to try to get those wings. I'm not even going <laughs> to put my time into great, it. Because great. there's just one thing in particular that you've got to do that is just so ridiculous. I, just, I don't even want to try. I don't even want to attempt. <laughs> it's... Uh, but I really, really hope you can do it. I, I seriously wish you luck. And hey, you'll actually get two sets of wings out of that. This, yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. One for mastering them all, and one for just completing them all. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Then you'll look sexier than any of the rest of us with those <laughs> beautiful wings. <laughs> yeah, years but. from now, but you know. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Oh, where? What? You don't have any wings. You, you don't have the uh, the anguish's grasp. Where were you two seasons ago? I I don't know. I just didn't get them. <laughs> <laughs> I've played all of the seasons except season nine or season seven. That might have been the season, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I've literally played every single season except seven. Oh and, man, uh, that's. <laughs> Yeah, because these so. these wings you got just from uh, uh, completing chapter four, just getting your uh, getting your um, Hadrix gifts. Yep, that That's... had to be seven then, because. <laughs> <laughs> oh Great. man! Wow. Don't don't worry. I'm I'm sure there will be there will be more wings to get. No worries. Uh, I mean, hey. I mean, I, I've got four sets of wings, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna complain at all. Uh, I will say this: people be disappointed in me. Uh, I still don't have the falcon wings, and they are the easiest wings to get by far. You get them; they're in a mysterious chest in Act Four, Gardens of Hope, Level One. You just kind of go there, find this chest, and it drops them for you. Uh, I mean, I, I just haven't... <laughs> I've got no excuse. <laughs> <laughs> I just haven't. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a viable excuse, but no. I, I can't. <laughs> I just haven't. So, But we still just... try for the Cosmic Wings, though. Yes. Oh, Which has gotten wings. substantially harder with this season. Oh, oh, how, really? No. So, now, if someone finds a treasure goblin or a rainbow goblin you cannot join their game and enter whimsydale or oh no so you used to have like split farming of rainbow goblins and then if someone found it everyone would join their game 
and all go into Windyshire, but now you can't do that. Wow, I did not know that. Huh. Uh, because I don't know if you've been in Windyshire this season, but it is substantially better on loot drops. Yeah, I was just going to bring that up. I've been in there one time, and just in that, in that one, just one area of Whimsydale, I had to, not, not with legendaries, but I had to, uh, teleport back to, uh, town, portal back to town, seven times, just because I was picking up all the items at the time. Yeah. I, I filled my, my inventory space seven times in this one small area. And yes. out of those uh, seven trips, I managed to pick up 11 legendaries. Yeah, they substantially buffed Whimsyshire, but now you cannot join people's games and enter them. So uh, yeah, so finding the wings will be more difficult now. Just to let you know, in case you didn't know this, if you actually go to Whimsyshire and not Whimsydale, like if you use the Staff of Herning and you just go there whenever you want, yep. They did not increase the loot drop there. It's only in Wednesdaydale with, uh, with a rainbow goblin. Uh. Uh, a friend of mine, or Travelonius actually, he managed to, he grinded out and got the Staff of Herning in the season. He spent a lot of time getting that gibbering gemstone again. This is like his third time getting the Staff of Herning. I don't, I don't understand his patience. Like, I, I, I couldn't do it. <laughs> So he did it, and he went in there this season because he was with me when we when we got into that uh, Whimsydale uh, and found all those legendaries. He's like, "Oh man, I wonder if uh, if in Whimsy if in Whimsy Shire getting the staff herning, you know, if the drop rate is the same. Because if so, dude, dude, I'm just gonna grind there forever. Like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's a viable plan. Do it, and I'll join you. I'm gonna mooch off of you. He's like, okay, let's go. And he did it and was sorely disappointed that the loot drop was not... <laughs> it was not anything like Whimsydale. Oh, no. Yeah, it, it was not worth it at all. So, warning to those out there. <laughs> it's not worth it. <laughs> do not waste your time. <laughs> yes, exactly. I do wonder, though, can you find the Haradric Hamburger uh, and or the Spectrum Yep. Uh, in Whimsydale? Or can that only be found in Whimsy Shire? Because I've I've never found them in Whimsydale, and I've been there a lot more frequently than Whimsy Shire in the last year or two. Yeah, I don't know it because it happens so infrequently that it's hard to. Yeah, such a rare drop. I'm not sure. I can't even remember the last time I got the Spectrum. It's been a while. Yeah, I don't either. I still don't have the Transmog for it. Uh, last time I found one was before Transmogs were a thing. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. I don't even have the... Otherwise, my whirlwind barb would have spectrums in her hand. <laughs> I love them. But, no, I I haven't found the hamburger or the spectrum since uh, the mystic was created or put into the game. But the no, struggles. I'll, I'll, I'll find them eventually. It's all good. Yeah, that's exactly. So, is there any other media that you've been you've seen or been interested in or doing lately? Not really. Pretty much all my free time, which has been very, very, very little, <laughs> has been consumed by playing Diablo. I gotcha. Um, I gotcha. Adulting work and Work in school. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just trying to find any free time, let alone extra free time on top of Diablo. It's 
It's yeah. difficult, but yeah, life. I I guess I'll mention one thing. Uh, I did see um, uh, Doctor Strange a couple days ago for the first time. I I didn't see it in theaters. I didn't get the chance to. And oh boy, have you seen it? I have not, not yet. Oh, you will not be disappointed. It is oh, yeah. so good. I'm I'm not gonna have any spoilers or say any spoilers. I'm I'm just gonna relay the message that everybody else told me for months on end that you have to see this. It is so good. And now I can vouch for them. <laughs> you guys have to see this. It is so good. <laughs> so it. They, they really did a good job with it. And if you haven't seen the uh, Thor Ragnarok trailer, check it out. It's it's really good. Yes. <laughs> I can vouch. Awesome. I've seen that. I can vouch for that. That is good. <laughs> yes. It looks amazing. So, oh, man. Well, with that, uh, unless there's anything else you'd like to mention, I will wrap up the show. I'm good at this time. All right. Well, uh, you've been listening to episode 135 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. Missed an episode? You can find the show blog and listen to the show archives at www.shatteredsoulstone.com. Want to join us in-game? Join our in-game community, aptly named Shattered Soulstone. Feel free to post short missives up to the community board and join the chat channel to talk with other folks from the community in-game. This show is powered by you, the listener. Send your contributions, thoughts, questions, and feedback to show at ShatteredSoulStone.com. We love Twitter. Come join us and tweet with us. Uh, you can find the show Twitter at, Shatter- er, at ShatteredStone. Uh, Lantonio is still at Lantonio. And me, Wesper, is at Wespertilio1189. Uh, we are now also up and running on Facebook. Uh, you can find the Facebook page at um, facebook.com slash shatteredsoulstone and westpertilio at uh, facebook.com slash westpertilio1189. We would like to extend a huge thank you to Medros of Dawnforge Productions uh, for hosting our Loot Deviant show. You can find more shows at the thedawnforge.com. Uh, Thank you for listening. Until next time, from all of us here at the Shattered Soulstone. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Dawn Forge Productions, copyright 2017. Find us online at thedawnforge.com.